It's time for Larry No Spot. My guest tonight is the host of the Chase Down Podcast, the Canadian Destroyer, Justin Ripton Rowan. And we got the host of the Stoner Morning Show, Sean the Babe Wickens. We've got the Iowan Assassin, John Follow Through Blue. And I'm your host, Larry the February 10th, 7 p.m., 2021. This is episode 72 of Larry Knows Sports. We're going to talk a little bit about Cleveland sports. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Um, One thing that interests me about the Cleveland Cavs is I have Andre Drummond on my fantasy team. Not necessarily because I'm a fan, but just he, he always puts up fantasy numbers. And his playing time has decreased a little bit since Jared Allen came to the Cavs. Um, so Justin, between him, Allen, Larry Nance Jr., uh, maybe somebody else I'm forgetting, what is the playing time look like for the bigs in Cleveland and where do you kind of hope it goes? Yeah, I'm someone that also owns Andre Drummond in uh, fantasy. So first of all, thank you so much for that intro. That that was a lot of fun. That's one of the stronger starts to a podcast that I've been a part of. Um, yeah, and I, that's I, our show, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And, and just like the Cavs, we're going to start really strong and then fizzle out. We're we're, we're going away already. Um, <laughs> I, I think in terms of playing time right now, obviously Larry Nance Jr. is out until basically uh, after the All-Star break. Um, you're going to see Andre Drummond continue to start. I do think those minutes are probably going to go up higher later in the season because he's likely going to be moved by the trade deadline. I'd, I'd almost put mm-hmm. that as a certainty. But at least in the meantime, he's still kind of guaranteed around the 28 minutes a night. And if he's playing well enough and Jared Allen isn't taking those closing minutes, he can get up there to that kind of 35 minute range. Well, they play together when they start, right? Or have been at least lately. That, yeah, that, that was just the one game against Phoenix. I don't know if they're going to keep going back to that. I, I kind of hope they don't, but I, I do understand it, where they're going to keep starting Andre Drummond, at least in the short term, because they are looking to showcase him for the trade. And if Kevin Love and Larry Nance Jr. are out, I, I kind of understand getting Jared Allen a few more minutes that way. But uh, at, at least from a fit standpoint, I'm not a big fan of the two traditional center lineup. Right. Um. So what, uh, fantasy aside, and just like real basketball, <laughs> what are you kind of hoping they end up doing, especially towards closing games? Yeah, um, you know, from a fan standpoint, I do want to see more minutes with Jared Allen. I, I think when you look at Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, 
Um, both of those players are guys that kind of thrive in the pick and roll, uh, that kind of generate energy and can get the defense to collapse and react to what they're doing in those situations. And Andre Drummond isn't that kind of player. Uh, they're getting him to set a few more screens now away from the ball. But in general, he's someone that wants to post up. He wants to isolate. And that doesn't really mesh as well for the guards. So I do anticipate them to keep playing Drummond a lot, uh, to keep kind of feeding him and showcasing him in this role. But in terms of what I'd like to see, at least in the short term, just a little more pick and roll from him. And if that's not happening, more Jared Allen. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to get him because... I mean, you probably did you have any inkling whatsoever that the Cavs were going to be involved in this Harden trade or were looking for it? Yeah. So th- there were some rumors. I, I think there was even a version of the trade where it was Kevin Love going to Houston and Jared Allen coming uh, instead of Victor Oladipo. Um, there, there were kind of rumors like that. I, I know they were targeting Jared Allen even before the season. Uh, he's someone that I really wanted because I, I think in today's NBA, there's two types of centers that you want to have. You either want the Jokic, Bam type centers where they're, or even Joel Embiid, uh, where those guys are a little more dynamic. You can run some offense through them. They, they make other players better. And if they don't fit into that category, you kind of want a guy that's either like Jared Allen or what the Cavs used to have in Tristan Thompson, that they stick to their strengths. They're not going to start taking 18 footers and isolation shots and uh, other things that aren't in the best interest of team basketball they just stick to the pick and roll right rim run pass out of the pick and roll uh just stick with their strengths and and i really think that that's a a a valuable way to go at that position if you aren't getting one of those kind of dynamic unicorn types Mm -hmm. yeah it's sticking to their strengths uh so not what drummond's been doing with trying those up and unders and uh it's not the most fun it's not the most fun i'll be honest (laughs) john did you see any of those clips you say john or sean john with a j oh no i did i i didn't i've been following drummond though i mean his per is good like he's 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 got good numbers but they're like justin saying they're they're not the type of numbers that Cleveland needs going forward like if they move him and again I don't I don't actually know Justin who who do you think is interested in Drummond so right now, I think the most likely destination is Toronto. Uh, they've been connected to them a lot. And uh, that, that's a situation where, yeah, Toronto's not really going to be giving up anyone of real value. It's probably going to be something like Aaron Baines, uh, Norman Powell, Stanley Johnson, and maybe Pat McCaw with like a second round pick or two. Um, the, the other team that I would kind of keep an eye on is Charlotte, because Charlotte was very interested in acquiring Drummond uh, last year. And the Cavs just kind of beat them to the punch. Um, for them to be able to upgrade that center position and even just get a trial, see what happens with LaMelo and Drummond, see if there's any chemistry there, um, because it likely isn't going to cost them a lot again. Again, it's probably something like Tyler Zeller, maybe Malik Monk and a second round pick or two. If that gives you a trial to determine whether or not you want to pay him in the offseason, that's a little more valuable than throwing him a big contract this summer and then hoping hoping that it works out and if it doesn't you're on the hook for a lot of money there do you think his next contract will be will be big given kind of how the nba is moving and things like that i i I think it is going to be north of 20 million dollars a year um even though the nba is moving away from that 
at the same time, this was an offseason where so many teams were anticipating a lot of stars to hit the market. There's a lot of teams that have cap space that were anticipating making a big splash. Those names have taken themselves off the market. A lot of those guys have signed extensions. And when you can get a guy that, yeah, he's a former All-NBA player, a couple-time All-Star, still 26 years old. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball. It's almost like he's the center version of DeMar DeRozan, but he's productive. And some team's going to want to make a splash. And because there's not a lot of options, I think the market's just going to give him that kind of a contract. That makes sense. I wonder if if, uh, Boston would be interested because they kind of need a big and he fits nicely into that trade exception they have. Ah, you know what? The ironic thing is he doesn't. He is about $200,000 over that trade exception. And unfortunately, you can't tie it with a player. Oh, I, think wow. if Bo- I think if Boston actually wanted to have Andre Drummond, they would have been able to. Um, I, I I think when Gordon Hayward went to Charlotte, there was an opportunity for that to become a three-team trade where Drummond does go to Boston. Um, I, I they, they were connected for a little bit, but it doesn't seem like the interest is there. I just think there, there's going to be other options for Boston uh, on the center market. Drummond, it's just, at this point, it's so difficult to make the money work because they don't have a lot of bad contracts or even larger contracts. Like You basically have to give up someone like Marcus Smart, and I just don't anticipate that at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd be stunned if something like that occurred. Yeah, not for Drummond, I wouldn't think. Um, so moving from him to the guards, Sean. Yes. So you would say you're not. Mu- you don't know sports that much. Well, I know some sports, but I'm also a Cleveland native, so I can say I can tell you anything about Cleveland. I, I've got plenty of Cleveland stories, I, I, and I've also thrown up outside of the Quicken Loans Arena. <laughs> yeah, how did that? How did that? It, was, come it wasn't. It wasn't after a game, and it was the flu. But I have, you know, um, but so I've been there for games, and then I've also seen the Cleveland Rockers play there. I don't think the Cleveland Rockers are a team anymore. Is it, That's the NBA, right? Oh, and what what kind of team yeah, is that? N- not a team anymore. But I have also thrown up, but at least within the vicinity of the arena. I think it was about <laughs> oh, yeah, a block yeah. or two okay, away. Right. A few yeah. few too many Jack and Cokes. It it, uh, it didn't do me any favors. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have any. I can answer any Cleveland questions you have. Cool. Well, actually, I want you to answer. Um. So, do you, well. First of all, do you know who the starting guards are for the Cleveland Cavs? No, I haven't watched a game this season. No problem. But I, but I'm glad LeBron won another <laughs> ring. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. Well, I, I'm I, happy for the guy. Yeah, yeah, Akron native. Well, I was going to yeah. ask you. I I want to see what nickname you would come up for the starting backcourt of the Cleveland Cavaliers because they've got a good one. So okay. there are two starting guards. Their names yeah. are Colin Sexton mm-hmm. and Darius Garland. Okay. So if you were going to give that pair a nickname, what would it be? Oh. Um, The nickname for that duo would just be, go down to the West Side Market and give yourself a sausage sandwich, which is right down the street. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a a four-minute drive away from Quicken Loans Arena. Um, A four-minute drive right down the street? (laughs) Yeah, or, you know, like a 15-minute walk over Hope Memorial Bridge. I'm telling you, I know a lot about Cleveland. I was once in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been there three times. Yeah. And I walked in, accidentally walked into a door that said employees only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, you're not supposed to be here. 
get out. And then I said, <laughs> rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> left. And then he just, he just that, like. That's the, that's the only possible answer in that situation. Oh, right? yeah. That, so that is the correct mm-hmm. way to handle that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I'm amazed that you actually went to the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It seems like a tourist thing, but like that natives wouldn't go to. But I guess you well, went. I did go the first time I was there. I lived there and I had a friend in town. Mm-hmm. And then the last the other two times I was there, I no longer lived there. I think I took ex-girlfriends there. <laughs> <laughs> Show them your old stomping ground. Yeah. So, well, well, first of all, the name uh, of the guard combination is Sexland. Oh, yeah. I will move. I will move my head for the poster reveal of Sexland. Ooh, very oh, yeah. nice. We, we, we got a little Sexland action. We actually have a piece of the championship court behind me as well. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Sexland backcourt has brought some life to the fan base after LeBron, which was definitely needed. Yeah, I did lose my virginity in Cleveland, so this name speaks. To me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the story of that? Without sharing any names. Oh, uh, I was happy it happened. I think I think uh, the other person was happy as well. Good. Yeah. No, normally, how it works, and just like yeah. the guard pairing, you took it to the hole. I, I mean, what more? Can you <laughs> right. Yeah. So, name what was that bridge you named again? Hope Memorial Bridge. Hope Memorial. Does that go over the Cuyahoga? Oh, definitely. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I know it mostly from being on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it on fire, but I've heard the stories. Right, right, right. I guess they cleaned it up a little bit since since those days. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you said you went to games, uh, Cavs games. What uh, yeah. what era was this? Was this the LeBron years? Oh well, I definitely. So I saw Brad Doherty play back in the day. Nice. I, I go back that far. Um, but yeah, I, I've been there for the um, LeBron era. I've not been there since. I hope they do well still. Nice. I was home when they won the championship. I was back home with, with my sister. Ooh, it was envious. Incredible. Yeah. Very, very Any envious. Any yeah. fun, fun shenanigans that night? Uh, well, the reason that I was at my sister's is because every single one of my friends who still lives back home, I called them up and I was like, what are you guys doing for the, the, the last game? And nobody would go out. They were they were so afraid that they would jinx it. Nobody would uh, watch with their friends. At least everyone I knew. I, I watched in my apartment alone. I didn't even go to a sports bar or anything for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sat there, just drinking away, just drinking away. Um, I didn't even watch basically the last five minutes. I didn't watch a single Warriors possession except for one because mm-hmm. that was a fast break, and I just assumed, hey, that's going to you know that's just an easy basket, whatever. I, I can I can look. And of course, that was the, the chase down block, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of lot of fun. But every other possession, hands in my head, like uh, or head in my hands, I should say, sure, not he- sure. hands in my head. That that would be a little weird. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they did not watch any of that until actually until we did the uh, rewatch series just uh, during the COVID hiatus. Oh, yeah, that would be a nice one to rewatch. I, I mean, I I was at a sports bar for that game. Uh, obviously not a Cleveland fan, so I didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I was just hoping there would be a close game. You were game. that night, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I absolutely was. Yeah, I mean, I, I love LeBron, so got to root for him. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, Justin, do you find yourself rooting for the Lakers in the playoffs? 
You, you know what? I find myself being happy for them. Um, it, it was nice to see them actually pull it off and for LeBron to get a win. Um, I, I think when he left the second time, um, I had even talked about on the podcast, I was basically ready for it to happen because, I mean, they, they went all in, right? The, they emptied the cupboard. They gave up all the future and they tried to give it as good of a run as they could. Unfortunately, Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and that kind of messed things up. But mm-hmm. after that, seeing him go to the Lakers, the Lakers not doing what it took the first year to to put a real team around him and then finally putting it together that that was nice to see but i i mean i'm i would describe myself as a fan of the nba in general so i'm just rooting for really good storylines i just happen to like the Cavs a little more than any other team yeah i mean how did that happen do you have family from cleveland I, I do not, but um, we, we would get a, a quite a few central games up here. I didn't want to become a Bulls fan because, you know, you'd be hopping on the Michael Jordan mm-hmm. bandwagon. Even though he was gone, everybody's a Bulls fan. Um, I wasn't about to start rooting for Milwaukee because it's Milwaukee. Uh, I did kind of like Detroit, but, you know, Cleveland kind of caught my attention. The, and Winnipeg and Cleveland, Winnipeg where I'm from, it's so similar in, in terms of the sports fan mentality. You got that cursed fan mentality. At the time, Winnipeg hadn't won a championship since 1990, which was the year before I was born. Um, both cities lost their favorite team. Winnipeg lost the Jets. Cleveland lost the Browns. Both of yeah. those teams come back. Heartbreaking loss in the playoff playoffs after heartbreaking loss. And what I find is when it comes to sports, you relate to fan mentality and fan experience more than anything else. And, and Cleveland was just one of those cities where it clicked. I I didn't know if my loyalties were going to stay with Cleveland or with LeBron post-decision, but it ended up going all in on Cleveland. That's when I started writing about the team, eventually podcasting about them. And uh, now I've gone to, I've proven Yoakam Noah wrong. I've gone on <laughs> vacation many times to Cleveland and I've enjoyed it. I took my wife last time for the first time. She, she didn't even know the reputation that it has. She had a great time. So you know what? Um, Cle- Cleveland's got some good stuff going on. I'll, I'll say that. Just, Justin, this is good to hear that you're from Winnipeg. Cause when I was in college, I knew a guy from West Virginia who loved the Winnipeg Jets. He had family hey, up there <laughs> and he, and he talked about Winnipeg so lovingly and I've, I've not been there yet, but I swear for my whole adult life, I have had a love of Winnipeg, even though I've not been there. Winnipeg's a real fun city. Um, yeah. It does every now and then punch you in the back of the head uh, during winter. Um, now mm-hmm. would be one of those times we've had a real mild winter and it's been about minus 40 with the wind chill the last few days. Mm-hmm. And for those people that uh, go by Fahrenheit, which I'm sure you guys do, mm-hmm. uh, minus 40 is that magical place that that mighty awesome. handshake meme where they meet and minus 40 is minus 40 across the board. And my God, does it suck? Uh, but yeah, Winnipeg is a beautiful city, uh, especially in the summer. We, we get both extremes of the spectrum, good food, good people, good laughs. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice time. I don't, I don't mean to take this away from sports too much, but is that the place where all those horse froze into a lake? What? Is it that? Did? I'm unaware. <laughs> I, I, I thought I knew all Winnipeg trivia, but um, God, I, I hope not. That's That sounds awful. Well, maybe it happened somewhere else in Canada, but I don't know. Someone If someone brings up the... the the burning lake in Cleveland. No, I mean, it's another tie. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) What is the story about the horses, even if it's not Winnipeg? Well, there's some filmmaker from Canada who did a a documentary about their hometown. I thought it was Winnipeg. And it was just like, I think it happened in the 1890s during some huge blizzard where a bunch of like horses got out of a barn, Mm -hmm. ran into a lake 
and that but the lake froze and so there's all these like photos of these like very oh god it was looking... this is awful <laughs> it's in Winnipeg this is horrid. all the all these majestic looking horses but it's they're not statues they're they're frozen oh. dead horses oh I could have sworn it was Winnipeg. It was. It was. I'm looking at this. It is on the Red River, which is not too far from where I'm at right now. Dear Lord. I'm sure you recreated it. He recreated it with uh, statues of horses' heads in the lake. That's. Oh, wow. That is horrid. I'm sure there's things about Cleveland you could tell me. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know they have a bus rapid transit system now. Um, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, a thing I know about Cleveland, I do know about the balloon massacre. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even remember that. I was alive for it. I don't remember it. They, uh, they released like a million balloons yeah. up into the sky for some sort of a charity event and the wind took it down and yeah. the coast guard couldn't rescue people because they couldn't determine what was balloons and what was floating heads. Yeah. Um, so it just smothered people or yeah yeah oh, wow. yeah google that google that it is bleak yeah the <laughs> the, the balloon massacre wow <laughs> um yeah so lots of tragedy in cleveland and winnipeg oh yeah, this is a this is a different turn for the podcast but i'm here for it <laughs> yeah no i love these stories i mean i i i always i i know more of it about cleveland because it's like i know it from major league basically which is <laughs> Which, I've, got uh, a, I've got a I've got a happy Cleveland story. This will turn the turn the curve a little bit for us. I yeah, think. sure. I um, one Easter Sunday years ago, I was at a Cleveland baseball team game. They're going to change the name soon, which is great, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 team was losing horribly. I think we were playing Detroit. It was a miserable game. Nobody was happy. And then all of a sudden, people started randomly cheering, and then people started pointing up to the upper decks, and it's because Drew Carey was there. <laughs> yeah Cleveland. one of those things just associated with cleveland yeah it's like I if mean, you were if making up a sporting if you're gonna be at a sporting event in cleveland you want to see drew carey right mm-hmm. right i you actually are. i was uh at a baseball game in whatever cleveland stadium is now called the newer one yeah. and um it was also against the detroit tigers uh mm-hmm. cleveland was actually pretty good at this time and they were winning this game and there were these detroit fans behind us and one was this like little kid who was like five. It was kind of cute, kind of sad. He was just like crying, uh, <laughs> and his dad had to console him. And he just like he just kept saying, "This is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> so probably a miserable Cleveland story for him. Hmm. Um. So do you were you living in Cleveland when um, Major League came out? I was, yeah. It's one of my first like movies I remember seeing in the theaters, which is oh. weird. It's like, why are parents bringing this kid to the theaters for this? <laughs> but I loved it because it, it was baseball and cursing. Yeah. I mean, back then, we didn't have the promise of LeBron. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like, it was all losing every season for every team. Uh, the Cleveland Crunch was good, uh, the <laughs> soccer team. But um, it was hilarious how much... Cleveland embraced that movie, which really even just doubled down on how much of a loser the baseball team was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that was basically the setup for the whole movie. Yeah. But we had colorful characters and that, you know, we had the team had Willie Mays Hayes. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. And a very young Wesley Snipes. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah, very the, young the, Omar Epps. That, that movie when it came out was they had 
that line that wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Oh yeah, name one Yellowstone. They had that <laughs> in, the, in the trailer, but then it didn't make the actual movie. Oh. They cut it and then they threw it into Major League Two. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That's a good line. It's a, it's a, it was a great line and everyone's like, oh, that's so funny. And then you get to the movie and it's not freaking there. Mm, yeah. It was like the reverse spoiler in the, I don't know. It's, it was, it was weird. Yeah. But. So Justin, what do you think of Cleveland's uh, city Jersey this year? You know what? It's really grown on me. It's one of those things that, you know, especially with these alternate jerseys, you only wear them maybe five, six times and that's it. Why not go a little weird and a little mm-hmm. fun? Like when I first uh, saw them, I was like, okay, I, I like the concept, but Anytime you have to explain a concept uh, for for people to get the jersey, it's not the best. But especially because they've had so many good games wearing those jerseys, Uh it's kind of become a thing. Like uh, them beating the Brooklyn Nets both times, including the first game with Durant, Kyrie, and Harden all together, um, pulling off that win in those jerseys. Like It just makes it a little more fun, and it's something that's grown on me. It, It certainly looks a lot better on the players um than it did uh just kind of on its own um but you know what it's gone to the point where i I think i might get one of those jerseys nice we'll we'll see yeah i i really liked the concept and as like the knicks city jersey is is trash and they just didn't try anything i just i like that they tried this concept um john and sean if you don't know it's a um so it says cleveland and every look, letter, at it. every letter is from like a different font of a famous band that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ah, so I think the N is from Nirvana and stuff, stuff along. <laughs> that's the only one I know. But yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's David no Bowie, Sex fan. Pistols. Uh, there's a few. Uh, no, no, none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's. I forget what they all are, but uh, yeah, you you can probably find it online. But I I thought it was a really cool concept. If if you're going to do a rock and roll jersey, why not do something yeah. like that? You know, like just a, a little off in the aesthetics, but that's rock and roll, right? Yeah. Do you guys know? Do you guys know really why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland? I don't. I do. It had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the legit answer. Even people who live there were like, we don't know why it's here. but you walk in and just say rock and roll yeah yeah does winnipeg have any famous museums or or like festivals or anything like that night of the Uh, phantom right we we do have a um museum of human rights uh that opened Mm. up um maybe six years ago Mm. um so that's uh the the canadian museum of uh human rights um that that's pretty cool to check out in terms of other museums, I, I don't really know what else we got going on. We, we got the Forks, which is kind of the intersection of the two rivers where it used to be a major trading outpost. So there, there's a lot of cool things and good food down there. But uh, yeah, we're uh, I don't know what other uh, big touristy attractions we have. They love that movie, Night of the Phantom, which I've never seen. What movie is this? It's uh, some weird rock opera from the 70s. It's like <laughs> the Canadian... Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. Man, it's it's ringing some bells, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. I'm I'm learning things about my own city tonight, and that's something I, I truly appreciate. Yeah. Well, I'm learning some stuff about basketball. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is this is a fair trade. This is nice yeah. exchange. We're we're bartering here. Yeah, this is like Drummond for Marcus Smart here. In terms of <laughs> trades go. Um 
Actually, to go to sports a little bit, John, uh, you are a Houston Rockets fan. I mean, they were they were killing it, right? And then now now they're on a little bit of a losing streak. But are you thinking that they will and should trade Oladipo? I mean, I, I guess it depends on what the like. I don't know if he's thinking of staying. Like, if he's thinking of staying, and I, I would I would take him. I I I'm a fan from you know back when he was in Indiana, mm-hmm. right? Like I, um, yeah, I, I think he's great. And so I would love them to keep him, but I also, you know, think that a longer term rebuild is probably what's going to happen there. And so, you know, I, if they, if they can get a lot for him, I'd be okay with it. I never got emotionally attached just because I kind of never thought he was going to stay. Right. So, my heart's my heart's not really in it or anything with him. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. He might know that. He might feel that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's playing well right now, so maybe that's boosting him or, or motivating him. It could be. Yeah. It could be trying to win me over. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, there Keep is it, there is some talk of, or just rumors or speculation that the Knicks like Oladipo and would try to maybe trade for him before free agency to get a leg up on that. I, I don't like this idea. I mean, even though I like Oladipo, I'm, I'm for signing him in the off season if, if they can. Yeah, um, but the idea of trading assets now for like just that leg no. up, I know. I don't know. It worked out so well when you guys did that for Car- Carmelo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really exactly. Do think that Me once too. you start building a good young foundation, trade them. Trade them yeah. for a guy that you can sign outright in like a couple months. That's that's usually a good way to approach things. Mm-hmm. I get that joke. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, the three of us, John, Sean. I think we were once talking about Melo making the Hall of Fame. Sean, you asked if he was Hall of Famer. John, you said he's a slam dunk. And I said, no, he's more of a jab step, jab step, pull, <laughs> pull up for a long two to make the Hall of Fame. Well, I, I mean, that's still money. When, when we're talking about Melo, that, that's still 100%. So that's uh, that's all you need to know. Right. And he's getting his ring this year. The Lakers are going to trade for him. Uh, I don't know. That would be interesting. That would that, be, interesting. be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I, I don't like the idea of trading for him now. And... Um, you know they had they had the um, the Derek Rose trade this weekend, and uh, Zach Lowe was talking about it on his podcast. He said that like Knicks fans have Bargnani syndrome, which mm. is exactly what I have. I'm like when I saw this Derek Rose trade, I'm just like, why do they think they're in it? They're in a similar position as Cleveland. They're they're doing well, playing above above their weight, and uh, but just it's like you're not there yet. Just just wait a year. Just wait a year. Well, I, I don't know if, I, especially looking at what they gave up. I don't. Think yeah, that yeah, was that. kind of an all-in move. Right. Um. But when we're talking about guys, you might go all mm-hmm. in on. Uh, I have a very gently used Andre Drummond. Uh. That yeah, you might <laughs> see that. I, mean, I think we wouldn't do because because <laughs> that we have Mitch. We would, but we would make a trade. Like I, I worry about a trade for Zach Levine. Ooh. See, Zach Levine's very good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't think Chicago is really going to be that eager to move him. Um, I, I think he's gotten a bad reputation because he's never been on a winner. Um, but when you look at his overall numbers, it's very similar. It's better than what like someone like Donovan Mitchell is putting up. Like he, he's someone that really puts up efficient scoring. 
real value contract. Like it's not like he's getting paid $30 million a year. You don't get that kind of production from someone making 17 or whatever the case may be uh, with him. Plus his defense is a lot better. So I, I, I think the only reason not to want him with the Knicks is they've already got something going with RJ Barrett, who's been playing really mm-hmm. well lately. Emmanuel quickly, you want to get him more minutes, which it's going to be a little more difficult now that Derrick Rose is in the mix. Uh, so getting another guard, another ball dominant guy, even though it's a good move from like trying to win games perspective, you, you want to get those young guys, the reps, right? Like you want to get them to learn, right? Go out there, get your reps in fail if you need to because there's always growing pains when it comes to young players but that's how you actually get better that's how you develop some win- winning habits yeah and that's where i'm at too and i agree that the trade for dark rose was in in terms of value is fine they, they didn't give up much yeah. just weird just weird that tibbs <laughs> has coached he's coached in three different cities and he's yeah. coached derrick rose in all of them it <laughs> is just one of the weirder things yeah taj gibson yeah. too or what's ta- actually maybe taj wasn't in minnesota i, I don't remember <laughs> i don't remember if he was yeah well he's um, definitely got so his guys Justin, actually i'm curious speaking of guys what do you think of kevin love at this point so i think it's an interesting situation um Obviously, when they re-signed him, they were trying to learn from the mistakes of the last time LeBron left, where they didn't have any adults in the room, and it was just chaos, right? Like, there there wasn't any accountability, there wasn't any leadership, and they really prioritized that. I don't think that he's going to get moved this season. I, I think there's probably still just a little too much term on the contract. It might be possible this summer. But once Drummond's out of the mix, it's actually a really nice fit for Kevin Love. When you look at Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Love, and Jared Allen, like you got two really good front court defenders next to him, and he can really help out what the young guys are trying to do. So I think it's a great opportunity for him to kind of rehab some of his value and help the young guys in the meantime. I mean, from a sentimental perspective, I would really enjoy it if it went from, okay, he signed the five-year deal, then got frustrated when they weren't trying to win. And by the time they were actually able to move him, he's invested again. It's a good situation. It's a good fit. Like that would be a lot of fun to see, but at the same time, um, yeah, if he does still have a desire to, to, or at least a preference to move, um, maybe he, this is a great opportunity for him to kind of rehab some of that value. And uh, as Dave Chappelle would say, play for your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey, real quick, Larry, yeah. I, I want to give John blue the play of the game for that, that um, very smooth segue when he said, Hey, Justin, speaking of guys, yes that is guys being dudes i was actually gonna i was actually gonna go further like because you were talking about guys like growing pains and i was gonna be like Mm. speaking of people who are frequently in pain Mm. kevin love (laughs) yeah speaking of the show growing pains how (laughs) (laughs) yeah how about pavel bori isn't pavel bori married to one of the candace cameron or something like that yeah or maybe yeah, it's Val. No, was, no, no, no. It's Valerie Bory. But her brother was growing pains. Right, right. <laughs> I knew there was a connection in there somewhere. Sort of like the Cleveland-Winnipeg connection. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, Justin, what would you... What are, like, things you're hoping for with the remainder of this season with the Cavs? Yeah, so I, I think the priority is still trying to create a culture of accountability without LeBron being there. Um, we, we had Larry Nance on the, the podcast before the season, and nice. that was kind of one of the, the goals that 
they he indicated uh, for this season was we know we're young. We're probably not going to be a playoff team, but we're going to try to win every single game. And especially with the new lottery odds, um, they're flat. Like you're not incentivized to be really bad. So just focus on player development. And for me, that comes down to the play of Garland, Sexton, Okoro, and Allen. Uh, especially once Jared Allen is starting and Drummond is out of town, you want those guys to develop chemistry. They they already fit together naturally really well, but right now they're on a really difficult West Coast trip. You're probably not going to get a lot of wins in these games. Are you still going to do the little things that you were doing when you're winning? How how much of an impact is it going to have? Is this losing going to have on the way that they play? Um, to, to me, this is all really interesting stuff because they're still kind of in that low stakes part of the development process, but it's all really informative when, when you're looking at these games. So just the continued growth of the young guys and um, determining what the identity of this team is going to be, because that's the other big part is they haven't had an identity outside of LeBron. So building towards that uh, is probably what I've got my eye on. Yeah, and they're definitely, I mean, they're an exciting young team now, and they're kind of building an identity. And this is an exciting core to root for, those four guys. And they got those uh, sweet city jerseys with that sweet rock and roll yep. theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you need an identity, there's always rock and roll. Well, yeah, Sean, absolutely. Sean, what would, you, what would you name that young core of Sexland, Isaac Okoro, and Jared Allen? Um... Jeez, I, I I don't know, John Blue. Give us another major league reference. I don't know. Let's bring it back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, the uh, Bob Eukers. I don't know. <laughs> Bob Eukers. That would be. Yeah. That would be good. The ukulele. It, I don't know if it fits, but the, the four string ukulele. Ukulele. Oh, I'm just oh, spitballing. You know, spitballing. Yeah. Another good one. Yeah. Spitballing. That works. Hey, let's leave this one up to the fans of the podcast. Write us in and yeah. let us know. <laughs> and definitely write us in. Uh, we, don't know. we don't know. Yeah, we'll do a mailbag episode next week. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess before we go, or Justin, are you a hockey fan? Which I know is like a stereotypical thing to ask. Uh, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I kind of pay attention uh not as much as i used to um but yeah i'm i'm generally aware of what's going on in the nba at least or the nhl at least <laughs> well maybe not too aware it seems like <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah. uh yeah any any sense of how the rangers are doing i i have not really been following much i i know they're one of the top teams this year oh nice um, they're, they're definitely in contention definitely a weird year because teams are playing their full schedule just against their own division um, so like the Canadian teams are playing against only Canadian teams. Yeah. And I mean, you do that over 70 games against just seven teams. I think they're going to kill each other. I, I think <laughs> there will be murder on the ice because right. they are playing with knives on their feet. And I, I don't think that can ever be overlooked. <laughs> that should be a tagline for the NHL. Why did they not have that? NHL. We punch each other with knives on our feet. Yeah. yeah. We bring knives to a fist fight. <laughs> uh sean any any other sports memories you'd like to disclose um just, i mean this is very new york centric but i did get to see Derek jeter's 3000th hit at, at yankee stadium very nice i, I don't cool. know if i'll ever i don't know if i'll ever top that for for seeing something live 
Yeah, I mean, and it was a home run too. It was yeah. a grand slam home run. Yeah, was it? It was a grand slam. I'm pretty sure, oh, wow. and everybody applauded because the guy gave the baseball back. And it's like, why wouldn't you take money? <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at you, least you the hold dinner. out for the money. You yeah. definitely hold out for the money. You could still, and, and people were calling him a true fan for giving the ball back, but you can be both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could be a if true. You can be fan. a true fan and a capitalist. That's right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, do you want to talk about um, your recent comedy album? Oh yeah, sure. Well, I um, it's going to be out in like a week, but I uh, after a long spell of not being motivated to be funny whatsoever, I was <laughs> stoned one night listening to some music, and I had not just one joke pop into my head, but ten solid minutes. Um, so I did some virtual shows and recorded it, and I'm going to put it out on Spotify. It is really good. People people thought it was a publicity stunt when I said this is the best ten minutes of my life, but it it was very. <laughs> I'll even call it magical. Very funny. Yeah, very funny. Nice, and it's on. It'll be on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You can All upload right. a ten-minute album. Spotify <laughs> will let you be that lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't cap it at ten mile, ten minutes. Oh no. Oh yeah, it's it could go wherever. Yeah, it's the best ten minutes of your life. Um, right. And yeah, and w- are you still recording the podcast? Uh, yeah, we, well, Stoner Morning Show, we, we don't do podcasts that much anymore, but we do live streams every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon. <laughs> and it's just um, stoners doing a talk show and, you know, talking with interesting people. Justin, you're interesting. You're, you're, that's, you're, you're good. John and Larry, you guys can come on. Separately yeah. or together. Um, <laughs> it's just stoners having fun. That's all. Well, my brother hosts uh, a comedy club up in Winnipeg, and weed is legal, so uh, come on oh, down. <laughs> come on down as soon as the border opens and life is normal yeah. again. <laughs> we might meet one day. I, yeah, it's not a threat. Know. That's an invite. We <laughs> <laughs> just crash on your couch. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Uh, Justin, yeah, tell us about your podcast or anything else you'd like to plug. Yeah, um, basically all I've got going on right now is Chase Down Podcast. Uh, we are a Cavs podcast, but we talk about the rest of the NBA. We just do it kind of through our lens as Cavs mm-hmm. fans. So uh, check us out there. You can find me on Twitter. You probably don't want to, but I mean, if you're going to look for it, it's at Cavs Canada. You just slap the Cavs in the Canada and uh, it pops up. It mm-hmm. uh, looks a whole lot better in writing than it does out loud. Um, <laughs> you know what? It, it works for me. Yeah, it's it's or it could have been Cavalier Anita or something crazy. Like oh, that. yeah, I, I think I put it out like just asked for feedback. I was like, what should my Twitter handle be? And that was the one that got the, the most suggestions or the most likes uh, yeah. in my mentions at the time. But on paper or on the screen, it looks good. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think you should love it. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I I appreciate the affirmations, you know, especially in these distant times. You got to you got to build people up as much as you can. John, anything to plug or final thoughts? There is. um, Let's see. There's a lot going on in the world right Mm -hmm. now. Um, And what disappoints me most are the lack of consequences. (laughs) And so my um, my saving grace these days are the articles about the um, capital rioters being hunted down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is that. That's like that's like my favorite thing in the world because it's um, it's like oh yeah, wait, this was wrong. I shouldn't have done this, 
wait, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much like George Costanza when he gets confronted by his boss about having <laughs> a cleaning lady. So, was that wrong? Should I not have <laughs> it, it's all these people who are just, you know, they're like, yeah, I assume I'm going to skate on this. So I'm going to be like the worst person in the world. And finally, they're not. Now, granted, all the people in power are going to skate. Yeah, I know that. I get it. This is America. But, <laughs> but just just seeing like some people like face consequences is it's just so uplifting right now. So keep at it. Keep at it. <laughs> you know, keep at it. U.S. government. Branch. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's like the culture of accountability that the Cavs are now trying to build exactly. in the post-LeBron world. Now that's a segue. And that's a segue. And this is a segue out of here. I'm at Larry the Athlete, wherever you get your social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports. May the rest of your days be days of thunder.